Hey, welcome to today's podcast. So I was just on a trip recently with extended family and there is nothing like being on a trip with extended family and your child to show you where your healing and your conscious parenting are truly at. (laughs) And it was at Disney, no less, which puts like so many triggers in your path that it's just like, it was awesome. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm grateful. It was an awesome trip and I got a lot out of it. It was very cool. This trip was with my dad and his wife and my half sister who I hadn't seen in like 10, 15 years. Uh, her five-year-old and her husband, and then my seven-year-old and my husband. And I was really nervous to even be going on this trip. And I had put off getting together with this side of my family, which I have done podcast episodes about. Um, there, I had a big falling out with my dad and his side of the family um, once I awakened and healed. And I started kind of letting everybody know about the abuses that were going on. And I was a whistleblower and his reaction and their reaction was not as I expected. <laughs> or actually, maybe I did expect it. It wasn't what I had hoped for. And expectations will, will screw you up every time, friend, believe me. And, and what happened was I kind of just stayed away for a while, went like pretty much no contact. And then I just kept working on myself. I just kept giving myself compassion when I would screw up for things I have done, not done. I just kept, you know, validating and giving myself compassion. Christina, it's okay. It's all right. It's okay. And the more I did that, the more I worked on myself, the more I started to have compassion for all of them, including my dad. And I started to open up to what he might have been going through. This is not an okay. It's n- he was, he knew about abuse that had happened with some family members on his side. And when I brought it up as an adult, um, because I was just so sick of everybody lying about what was happening, and I'm sure if you have had big T traumas, I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about with the secrecy stuff. And everybody pretending like everything is okay and normal. And then you know it's totally not. Um, I had to be okay with the fact that it's not okay that he did A, B, and C. It's not okay that he doesn't validate what happened to me. It's not okay that he denies what happened to me. But I knew he really wasn't doing it for that reason. And this is where you really have to like dig down deep. It wasn't an okay, but I could understand that he has a wife now that had no clue about the abuses that happened in his, on his family side. Like she had no clue and how shameful and embarrassing and painful it would be to admit to knowing about this and still hanging out with those people. It's you know, like, it, that's, that's shameful in itself. And so I think facing that, admitting that with his wife, he didn't want to lose her. He didn't want to lose the life that he knows. And he couldn't face the pain of acknowledging my pain. And I got that. Wasn't an okay, but I understood that. I understood that even though this is my path in life to face what's going on, not everybody can. And it doesn't mean that they don't love you. Now, if they're still mistreating you as an adult, 
That is different. And you may have to love them from afar. But for me, this is what was for me. I was okay with him not being okay with this. And so I said, okay. And I started talking to him again. There was actually a family funeral. I made a podcast about that. And we started to talk again. And I just said, you know, like life is too short type of thing. And I don't want a funeral to be, you know, where we all figure this thing out, you know, on life. And so I kept talking to his wife and she wanted to plan a trip for me and my two half sisters from his side to get together because we have been very separate. They lived um, in, in, a, in a different state and I had been moving around and doing things. And so this trip finally came up when I was in a good place. And she was like, hey, listen, we're thinking about this. It would be wonderful if, you know, your son could meet his cousins and blah, blah, blah. And I thought about it and I asked, I said, hey, listen, let me, let me sit on this. I really appreciate the offer. Let me sit on this and think if I'm okay or not. And that, I don't know if you know you can do that, but you can totally ask for more time. And that is also something that I had to heal from that I don't need to give an answer right away. Um, just because somebody offers you something doesn't mean you have to like take it. And so I was like, you know what, let me think about that. And I appreciate that offer. And, and so I did. And eventually I said, you know what? I think so. And I talked to my husband about it and I was like, I think I'm ready to do this. So, um, we, I said, okay, I, I think we can do this. And I, I think I'm ready to, you know, get together again. So she put together everything and they they really did do amazing. And so the trip was coming. I have not seen my half sister in a very long time, as I said. And the last time I'd seen her, this was pre-healing for me. Uh, This was uh, a lot of the uh, abuse that I had been through as a kid, like the physical abuse, a lot of it and mental abuse happened with her mom. And so... I was not sure how she was because I know if my stepmother did not get help for, you know, or heal from what was going on with her, I know she had to have passed down something to her other kids, right? Um, I was eight years older uh, than, than the sister that came on to the trip. And so I was not sure where she was at in life. Um, and then there was like this weird thing where, and I became oddly aware of this, like as I started healing, but I was the oldest daughter and you know, that oldest daughter syndrome, like we get it the worst and we are like, (laughs) they, but there was this pedestal. I could see it. And now like being a parent, I'm, I'm even, I've looked through different eyes now they put me on this pedestal and what they didn't, what they didn't realize they were doing was giving her a complex like, oh, well, you know, Christina did this and Christina did that. But what my sister did not realize, and I brought this up actually on the trip, that all of the achievements, not all, but a lot of the overachiever craziness that I did was due to my trauma. I was... (laughs) I was, I was, it's literally overachieving is literally a trauma response. And so I, you know, I would get punished severely for, you know, even an A minus. And so between trying to avoid the pain of punishment, trying to not be, 
you know, um, pushed away to get acceptance, to get love, to keep everybody that's losing their minds cool. I did all these things. I was, I would get the solo in the chorus. I would perform this. I would get trade A's. I, which you didn't realize I was dying inside. I was so stressed out. I remember I had a project when I was in like third or fourth grade. I don't even know, maybe even fifth, but it, it, that you had to make a map. And it was supposed to have four people involved in making this map, right? I'll never forget. It's Ferdinand Magellan's uh, trip and for history class. And I remember I was so nervous and I was such a perfectionist because of everybody putting the pressure on me um, that I told the other three people that I would do the whole project because I didn't want to chance them screwing it up. <laughs> So I did the work of four people. We did get that A, I'll have you know. But at what freaking cost? At what cost? Losing my freaking mind, trying to do it all myself. And yeah, it worked out. But And then that carried into like everything in my life. I was always trying to like be perfect. And I put so much stress and pressure on myself. Holy God. And so when I saw her, it was actually really beautiful because our kids ran up to each other and hugged and grabbed each other by the hand and ran off and played like nothing. And I looked at her like it made me tear up. I was like, oh my God, how beautiful. They have no idea. (laughs) They have no idea the chaos that we were raised with. Like that's how it should have been for us, but it wasn't. And um, I, I, I talked to her like a couple days later some of the, like, this is where divine really gets involved. So we were supposed to like meet up with our parents for some, some things and the plans just kept getting messed up. And I'll talk about that in a minute too. And her and I would be by ourselves and we would sit and talk about things. And I was like, Hey, listen, I, I was like really afraid to see you. Like I wasn't sure where you were at in life. And I didn't know how you felt about me. I know they put a lot of pressure on you to like be, be me and, and, and that you weren't good enough as yourself. And like, God, and I don't know what else happened to you because I know we had similar caregivers. So I, but I don't know. I don't, I wasn't there. I said, but just know, like, I'm so sorry that, you know, they may have made you not like me or feel like you had to constantly be chasing my shadow. And I'm, I'm really sorry. And I'm, I'm so glad that we are able to be here like this now. And let me tell you something. She had been working on herself. She had gone to therapy. She had been healing. And it was magnificent to be with someone that you could speak openly about the, the stuff that's going on. And they could just like they could take it in. And she would like she was like, oh my God, you have no idea. And she didn't try to deny anything. She did. It was so awesome. Like we, you know, because there's nothing wrong with the fact that like you, you, you built coping mechanisms and you built trauma responses and you had to be a certain way. And like, that's, that's the whole thing of healing too, is that like, that's okay. You know, we had to survive. And she was, she admitted like, yes, like, God, I just, everybody was always telling me how great Christina is and how this and that. And I just felt like we just bonded. And I said, my God, like, please know that like you are wonderful 
And I am so proud of the woman that you became. And like, you went to therapy, like, bro, like our family does not do therapy. <laughs> like old school Italian, like, what the, what do you mean therapy? Like what, for like my knee or something? Maybe. <laughs> not my head. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not, <laughs> we're not doing that. So her and I had these great revelations and, and talks. And then I looked at her and I said, hey, do you think maybe the plans kept getting screwed up so that you and I would actually be able to chat like this? I said, isn't that something crazy to think about? And she was like, maybe you're right. Isn't that? Yeah, we wouldn't have been able to if like everybody was there. And that was really cool. Then what happened was part of that thing that I was talking about before where like the plans kept getting screwed up. Well, I'm going to tell you something. As the healed elder... (laughs) of the siblings. I done messed up this trip. Um, so I went in and the next, like, first of all, it started as soon as I got off of the shuttle to the hotel, my dad starts calling me. Well, actually he's waiting outside the shuttle. Now we had a very long flight. My kid is like spent, like it, it was just a lot, you know, traveling. And so I needed like a couple minutes to decompress, to center myself before seeing people that I have not seen in like forever and doing that whole thing. I had to know myself. So my dad's waiting out there and he's like, oh, they're over there, you know, in the, in the building there, you know, they're all waiting to see us. And this is where, this is where your healing comes in. Boundaries, loving, loving boundaries. Cause I could have been like, I could have done it in a way that pushed him away. And I didn't want that either. And I was like, I looked at my husband and he already knew what page I was on. And he, he was on the same page. Like he needed a couple minutes too. And I was like, and we wanted to bring our stuff to the room and just get settled for a second. Like that's just how we do. And so I looked at my dad and I'm like, I love you. I'm so excited we're here, but I need a few minutes. I want to get my bag to the room. I want to just sit for a second and like decompress for a second. I said, just a few minutes. I know the kids are excited to see each other too. And I'm happy to do that, but I do need a few minutes. And he looked at me like I had seven eyes (laughs) and I was like, it's, and you know what? This is where like child me was thinking myself, like, you know, I put together this trip and you're ungrateful. No, that is a program that was passed down to us that has nothing to do with speaking your needs. A lot of us growing up were taught that like by stating you don't want to do something, stating that, you know, you are bored, stating that you are disappointed with how something turned out, just don't like something. That was your, oh, ungrateful. You are ungrateful. No, it's two different things. You can still be grateful. And I was. And that's about, I teach my kid to find the gratitude. He said he was bored in line at one of the rides and it was a long line. And I brought him crayons and a coloring book. Like, I know my kid, he needs something to do. But I said to him, I go, he goes, this is boring. And you know, they're all looking at him like he just said, you know, bitch or something (laughs) at Disney. And I'm like, "Uh, it is, it can be very boring to wait in line, but this time you have another kid with you. You're, you. You finally have your cousin with you, so you're not alone. That's a little bit better, right? We could be grateful for that. I can help him find 
the gratitude. He's not by himself in line. He can hang out with another kid. And that's awesome. So anyway, so back to the other story. So I, I, and my husband was waiting for me to cave and I was like, no, like not doing it. Like I've done enough work. Like I'm, I'm safe to do this for myself. It's okay. Because if I don't, it's going to backfire later. I'm telling you, I will be pissed off at myself. It is really at myself, but I will take it out on everybody else. <laughs> and, and so, cause I betrayed myself. And so um, we, we went back to the room. My dad's calling me. What did you guys get lost? I wasn't ready yet. <laughs> so then <clears throat> we were finally ready and we made it to, I, I made it to the building. We finally say hello to everybody. It went wonderful. The kids, everything was great. So then the next morning they're like, Hey, we're going to have breakfast super early. Here's me. I'm like, nah, that's yeah. Um, the kid and my husband, they will be there. Um, and I will meet up afterwards and they're looking like, wait, what? And I could see my sister watching like what I'm doing. And I'm like, yeah, like, uh, I, you know, I like to do, I said, I'll be up before everybody. Don't think I'm just like this, like sleeping princess, even though it's okay if I was, (laughs) um, but I wake up, I like to meditate. I like to work out in the morning. And I knew being at Disney when you are pretty introverted, (laughs) I was going to need to really center myself. And dealing with, like, my kid is super high energy. It's a lot of waiting. It's a lot of, you know, kids going on. A lot of energy uh, in general. I knew what I needed to do for myself. So the next morning, they go to breakfast. And we meet up afterwards. It was fine. The next morning, I do the same thing. And that was fine. But what happened was, um, they were all meeting to get to the bus to take them to the parks. Well, after breakfast... My husband and kid were still, they were not ready to go to the shuttle. And so, um, because they, they just ran over to breakfast, like they weren't really ready, ready yet. And they needed more time. And I, so I, you know, text everybody and I'm like, hey, listen, we're not ready yet. You guys go take care of your needs. You guys go do what's, you know, what you guys are ready to do whenever we get there, I will message you and we'll meet up. No, no worries. I said, if you guys are hungry, like go do whatever you want to do, need to do. So then we finally get to the park, like afterwards, and we see where they're at. And they're like, oh, we're in line for this boat ride. And, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Well, you know what? There's not a long wait for this like ride that, that my kid wants to go on. So we'll go on that. And then we should be out around the same time. So we go do the ride. And then they text back and they're like, okay, well, it was supposed to be 35 minute wait and it turned into two hours. And I was like, oh my God. And here's the thing. They have a five-year-old. This was a super slow, super beautiful, like sightseeing wise boat ride, like awesome for my parents, not for a five-year-old. So they stayed committed. And they stayed in the line and they did this boring ass boat ride. (laughs) And the kid was like, so then we finally meet up. We went on like another like little ride that my kid wanted to go on. And then we met up with them. We waited and they come over and they just look like, oh my God. (laughs) So I look at my sister. She's like, 
oh my God, you don't even know. And then her husband, who is super chill, like really cool guy, he goes, I'm already over this, like, and it's not even 10 a.m. And I'm like, what happened? And she looks at me and she goes, I am going to start doing like you. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, like, (laughs) I know I'm influencing. Um, She's like, you know, I really didn't want to go on this thing. And then they were like, you know, I said I didn't want to go. But then she said, well, you know, that's part of being at a park. You have to be able to wait. So then I felt like I was doing something wrong, but I wasn't taking care of my, like what I really wanted to do. And I am pissed. And I was like, who are you pissed at? She goes, myself. Oh, she had worked on herself. She got it. I was so proud of her. She goes, I betrayed myself. I said, yeah, you did. You did. And I said, trust me, it took a lot of work. And I still screw up on that sometimes. I said, the mornings, I said, I, I, I was uncomfortable. I said, believe me, I'm the one that's like, nope, I'm not doing that. Nope. I said, and there is, there's a certain amount of compromise of give and take that goes into a group situation. Sure. I'll go to the park that you guys say you want to go to. Um, I will go on certain rides that maybe I don't care for. Um, if you guys are hungry, like, yeah, we'll stop. Like I will make concessions, but I also am going to attune to my kid because my kid cannot handle things like we can. And I'm going to tell you something. There is something super duper crazy when you are with your parents and it's not my stepmom's fault, but when you were with like my dad, you're with a parent that never attuned to you or their other kids and you are in front of them attuning to yours, stopping when they need to stop doing the activities that they really want to do, you know, waiting for them to calm down, helping them get through an issue instead of like suck it up soldier. I'm telling you, it is really wild to watch. Uh, my kid got, was getting cranky. They wanted to take a picture somewhere. My kid was like, nah. <laughs> and you know what I did? I said, he really doesn't want to. I'm sorry. We'll try again later. But right now we're not, we're not feeling that. Sorry. And that's it. Like actually honoring my kid's needs. I saw he was overstimulated and he did not, he was not feeling that. So I just let him sit off to the side. I sat with him, chill out. And then guess what? A little while later, after he had a full meal, was relaxed, he went and sat for the picture. It was no big deal. (laughs) But it is really crazy attuning. So then, so then my sister... (laughs) So then my sister was like, I'm going to start doing what you do. And I was like, oh my God, like that is so awesome. Like, yes, take care of your needs. You can do it lovingly. You can, because you know what I I kept telling my parents, hey, if you guys need a snack, go get your snack. You guys want to go back to the room? You're tired. This is a ton of walking. Go ahead. Like I kept pushing everyone to take care of their needs. And you know what happens? They start being okay with you taking care of your needs. I know. Try it. It's crazy. (laughs) So then, so then the rest of that day, um, other families showed up, which is really crazy, uh, whatever. So, but they showed up and my parents wanted to meet up with them for lunch, wanted to do a couple things cause they don't see them often either. And I was like, okay, well, listen, the kids really want to do this. Like they, they wanted to go on like, you know, a real ride. 
And so I said, you know what? I, we looked at the, the map and we said, we can make it to this ride. It's not that bad. Let's, let's do it. They wanted to go and do something else. And I was like, okay, you guys do that. We'll meet up with you afterwards. I don't know what happened, but like every time we kept trying to meet up, it just wasn't working that day. And that's okay. Like it, again, it allowed my sister and I to, to talk and to bond. And so like Dave picked out a lunch, like a place to eat lunch. And her, uh, my sister's husband was like, I am not, it was like a burger place. Now, mind you, I'm, I'm vegetarian. And so, but they did have a burger for me, like a veggie burger, but I just really didn't want that. And my sister's husband really didn't want that. My sister really didn't want that. Like none of us really wanted to eat that, but that's where they were going. And so, and the kids, the kids really didn't want to eat that. And there was a place up the road that didn't have any weight. And so we said, hey, we're going to go over to this place. It has food that we want to eat. Thank you so much. But we're going to go eat over here. We're just really not in the mood for a burger right now. And the reaction was like, what? You know, like it was, it was very awkward. I'm not even going to lie. And I did it. I did it in person. And I'm going to tell you, it took so much confront. Like I had to look at my stepmom who I think like, you know, she was probably never like allowed to be like, no, uh, thank you. Um, and so I was like, no, we're going to go eat over here. We're just really not feeling this. Like they were just expecting that we would just fall in line, you know, like, like, like little kids. (laughs) And we were like, no, times have changed. (laughs) And so we went to the place. We actually got food. We liked the kid. We were more chill because we did the thing we wanted to do. And the the kids were more chill because we were more chill. And, and then at the end of the day, we finally met up again uh, for dinner and I could tell they were like a little bit, like my parents were a little irked, but it really did go beautifully because sometimes you just have to go at your own pace and do what your kids need to do, what you need to do. And it it did end up really nice. Um, And the end of the trip, um, everything went really, like really well. Like I got to say, like there was a lot of waiting. There was some hiccups here and there, but it was such a great, like, it was just a great way to like see my sister and this new light. And then she found out, she found out I have social media and I'm like, Oh God, she's going to see more of my, of my shenanigans here. And my, and then my, my dad's wife looked me up and I don't know, they might be listening to this right now. Don't know. But I, I wrote them a message and was like, Hey, listen, um, I, I know. And first of all, awesome that they even told me that they like looked me up to, instead of like, just, you know, <laughs> being weird and creepy. Like they actually told me, Hey, we're looking at your stuff. And I was like, listen, just so you know, I put myself out there. I share how I see my experiences growing up and my experiences now, it's my perception. Um, You know, other people in the family may not agree with how I see the thing. And that's another important part of healing too is an awareness is that it's always you. Like that is how I saw it. And some people may not. And that's okay. And it's more about me not changing my story because someone doesn't think it happened that way. No. No, and that's okay for you to think it happened like this. That's okay. Um, And so I wrote them a little thing and said, hey, listen, I put myself out there. I say a lot of stuff. If you ever want to talk to me about it, 
you certainly can open door policy. I know like I was pushed for a certain reason to put all this stuff out here, but I know that that's not comfortable for everyone. And I don't use names. I don't use actual names, but I do use the real life situations um, because that feels more most comfortable for me. I like to say what exactly what happened because I feel like that that's how I speak the freest, honestly, like just sp- saying what happened and my, you know, my take on it. Um, and so I put that out there to them and that's it. So like, I don't know, like, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm excited that they may get a better idea of like what I do. And the same thing that happened with my sister where she started asserting herself and lovingly putting boundaries into place and feeling okay to talk about uncomfortable situations like the the weird thing that was going on with us for years that we can talk about that and we can put it out there and not feel like we are you know boxed into this thing that we can't speak about and you know we'll see what happens there but I, I think the trip was really good I hope you guys got a lot out of the trip as well. I think, and if you're at a point in your healing where you're like, I would never, I would never, I thought the same. I thought the same. And it is, it is okay if you never get there. Some people that we love need to be done from afar. And that is totally fine. You can love from a distance, but don't ever believe that anything is written in stone and always keep your heart and head open to the possibilities. Keep pouring everything into yourself. Give it all to yourself and your inner child and watch and see what magic happens. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I'll see you on the next one, friend.